Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello and welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, promoting pathological positivity today at Live on Purpose. And we're doing it in a big way today. I've got a guest with me who has been on my bucket list for a little while now. And that might surprise you. I don't know, Carol. But <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been on someone's bucket list, so thank well, you. Well, you aren't anymore because check you know, it off. <laughs> we'll just check that off today. This, folks, is Carol Tuttle. She is the best-selling author of Remembering Wholeness and more recently, The Child Whisperer, which I had an opportunity to look at last night and I was very impressed. Um, Carol's been in the industry of personal development and training and speaking and presenting and doing all kinds of fun things for a couple of decades now. A couple and, of decades. Uh, is that weird to think well, of it that way? I've been, see, you went down a more traditional path. I chose the alternative path where uh-huh. uh, I was studying Reiki in 1991 and starting to practice energy healing work in the mid nineties, which uh-huh. was pretty far out there when you're in Utah. <laughs> So there's a place for all of us. It didn't fit in with the established traditions. Well, it seemed to, it didn't seem to matter to me. I, I was a seeker of my own healing and those were the tools that made the biggest difference. So I wanted to help others with going down that experience. And it's, it's been a great experience. You know, I was, um, in San Diego recently for the, uh, for the national speakers association conference and, I ran into a guy down on the beach, down in Newport Village, who is a Reiki master. And I I can't remember where he's from, somewhere near the Himalayas or something, but um, he was stacking rocks. (laughs) I don't know if that's... (laughs) I don't know if you can do that, Carol, but... Necessarily associated with being a Reiki master. Well, he did (laughs) that... It just been his personal... He did that to draw attention, I think. But he used, I mean... He was very much aware of the energy mm-hmm. that exists in in not only his himself but in everything around him, mm-hmm. and he used his knowledge of that to make these rocks balance, and that would catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. And then he'd talk to them about other things like mm-hmm. like healing and energy and chakras and mm-hmm. yeah, and I, all I know all about that. Well, I don't know <laughs> much about that's it. That's my but, world. <laughs> but welcome. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thanks today. for having me. I think that there's a lot that you can contribute, and I don't know how we how we hone that down to a half hour <laughs> conversation. But here's something that I noticed about you, Carol. You've got a sense. Uh, this this book, The Child Whisperer, for mm-hmm. example, uh, this has got quite a bit of traction for you. It's doing quite well. And I think it's because it really speaks to some some truths that are often overlooked in parenting, mm-hmm. for example. And this title, The Child Whisperer, it takes us back to that uh, 
was it Robert Redford? Yeah, the horse whisperer. In, in the movie, the horse whisperer. Mm-hmm. And then there was the dog whisperer. On, um, the, the, I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> I, meant, right. I, I talk about both in the book, just for uh-huh. a point of reference to uh, where what, this is, title's a, what is a whisperer. Yeah, what does it mean right. to be um, this function of whispering? Is, it's a function of an intuition, leading with your intuition. Right. To, and s- since being sensitive to your child through your intuitive sense rather right. than your logical, this is what parents should do, you know. Yeah. It's, it's what's required here, what's the best supportive approach to my child through an intuitive approach based on a methodology I teach called energy profiling. And mm-hmm. that there's four types of natural expression that we each are innately... Um, our human nature just automatically comes with. We come with this expressive capacity. Right. Uh, and it's pretty uh, spot on in kids. Kids yeah. are their true nature. And we, so the child whisper is teaching a parent how to recognize that nature and then support a child growing true to that nature mm-hmm. rather than trying. I, I love the phrase, it's common parents have this mindset they have to instill something in a child when I say no, you just have to raise up what's they've what they've come with, what they're naturally yeah. already packaged with. Yeah, that raise that to their to right. their, and they will be successful because they will be authentic to themselves. Right. All authentic people are successful. Authentic meaning true to your very nature, who yeah. it is that you are at your core. Yeah, you have each of the four types comes with very distinct natural gifts. Mm-hmm. We'll say to people, oh, you're a natural at that. Right. And we're referencing that something comes readily to them effortlessly. It's just inborn. Right. And each of the four types, and you recognize, again, this isn't classification. We're recognizing what's already there by identifying it and in recognizing what's a natural gift. They're mm-hmm. able to optimize that and develop it so that they can apply that in their life pursuits. And from that, they create successful outcomes rather than doing something yes. that's contradictory to who they are, you know, p- mm-hmm. apply, applying themselves in a pursuit that's not true to their nature, that does not employ their natural gifts. The, de- the degree of um, failure increases. Right. So you're basically setting your children up for success. Instead of trying to force them into something where failure is almost guaranteed. Well, and it's interesting for parents that they'll find that what type they lead with, because we Mm -hmm. have all four energies in our being, they'll parent true to their nature, but if their child's not of the same tendency Mm -hmm. and expressive self, it could be completely opposing their child. Mm Mm-hmm without any ill intent. And that's why a child then in a stressful manner becomes difficult, uncooperative and challenging for a parent where they think it's just, they have a difficult child. Mm. I don't believe children are difficult. Mm -hmm. I believe they have your parenting approach will determine to what degree of ease or difficulty you're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And parents say all the time, well, I knew they were different, and I can't use the same approach with this child as I do with this child. And this child's right. easy, but this one's really hard for me. This so they changed the rules on me. Yeah, they read the child whisper, and they get a, t- a lot of ahas and go, I get it. I get right. what I'm not, 
why it's not working with that child. Mm-hmm. There's uh, another thing I noticed as I was reading through your book, Carol. There's different ways that we label what we experience. Mm-hmm. And if we have a child who is in a certain energy profile, as you've described it, it would be easy to assign labels to that, both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. In fact, I do identify those because mm-hmm. every parent does do that. They, um, I'll go through them really quickly and give you a positive and mm-hmm. a negative for each of the four types. Type yes. one, the movement is upward in light. Their engagement in the world is social. They need social, fun activities. They need them. It's required for their own livelihood. Yeah. So they're either to say they're um, a breath of fresh air. They're just these bright, happy kids. They're so playful. And then they're told they're um, irresponsible. They're too much. They're silly. Distractible. Yeah. Oh, they're um, ADHD. Uh, yeah. Is a big one. We actually because, give diagnoses to yes. these things. Oh, every, the diagnoses world's gotten out of control, in my opinion, in the world of children. <laughs> I'm like, wow, there's so many nowadays. Yeah. But they don't have that ability to sit still for long periods of time. They, they just right. are meant to be engaged in something. And your point is there's nothing wrong with no, this child. Just notice that this is how this, this kid shows up. Right. This is the natural manifestation mm-hmm. of who they are. The, the fun-loving child. Mm-hmm. Then the type two is the sensitive child. Their energy is more subdued. It's more of an introvert energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a very um, calming nature. They're softer spoken. These children at age three and four, whining is their second language. It might become mm-hmm. their primary language for a lot of, because a lot of parents respond yeah. to whining because well, they're it works. Very, well, they, they whine because they don't know how to put their feelings into words quickly. Right. So it becomes a, um, adaptable way of getting what they need. And so when a ch- parent mm-hmm. knows this, Oh, my child's a type two, they're sensitive. Uh, they need more time to feel things out, get familiar with things. I need to encourage them to speak. I need to encourage them to say, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Because mm-hmm. they aren't as readily capable of that when they're young. And they take right. a little longer. So these are the children that they'll be told how they're just there's they're just loving, tender children. These are the kids that parents say yeah. they're the cuddlers, you know. Mm-hmm. But then they're told they're too slow. They need mm. to be more confident. Yeah, they're, they're told they're shy. Right. And they're not shy. They just need more time. They need to be familiar with something to feel a level of confidence. Right. And they need more time to gain that familiarity. They mm-hmm. don't jump into things. They feel their way into it much, right. at a much slower pace. And then your mm-hmm. type three child I call the determined child. Their energy is mm. a push forward, a... Um, and a, this group of children were tagged the terrible twos. They are very physically oriented. They want to get their hands on things, into things, climb on things, determination. They love challenges. Kind of a physical power feel. Very to physical. It. And mm-hmm. they, um, their energy is a little bit too big for them until they hit around age six. <laughs> So when they're right. little, they're a lot to handle. Because they haven't grown into this yet. And children, parents will call them the, um, instead of determined, they'll say they're, see, I can't even think of the negative words, but I hear them all the time because I just don't use them in my world. But 
that they'll be called very negative things. You know, they're the terrible twos. These children are destructive. Destructive. Maybe. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. They're not or willing to be obedient. They're defiant. They, defiant. Mm-hmm. That was the word. They're defiant. And I said to a mother once, what if it was just determination rather than defiance? Because, and her child was only two. All right. I said, a two-year-old doesn't have the consciousness to be consciously defiant. But guess what she's going to be dealing with at 15? <laughs> yeah, but this was flipping it for her because she was yeah. setting up. Again, you don't take a, a type three determined child into a Chili's restaurant and expect him to sit for an hour right. at a booth. Uh-huh. See, this is where parents are setting their children up for having to be disciplined because they're putting them in environments that are not congruent with their age and their nature. That sets them up for it. Yeah. Then our type four child, this is a very, uh, the energy runs very linear, very structured. They're called the more serious child. serious child, right. They have an ability to be very analytical and to be very deep thinking and they like to figure things out and they're, they are their own authority. So they come across Mm -hmm. more mature than they are. They come across that they're like parents will worry that their child doesn't seem childlike enough. Right. Well, he's so serious. You know, they seem so adult like, why is it my child want to do child things? Mm -hmm. And they actually have, um, they're very, private people they as small children it can be very uncomfortable for a type four child to look at someone they're just meeting in the eye Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable they they're very private they need to know somebody to really engage with them Mm -hmm. and i've even met many adults that have that energy type that are not able to immediately just engage with you eye to eye Mm -hmm. so understanding these types uh, is probably the first skill that you get to learn as a child whisperer. That's true. That's where it starts. <laughs> to identify. You know, there's nothing and wrong with, with my child. There's just things I didn't understand. Right. We'll be right back with Carol Tuttle. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com You've heard the question a hundred times. Is the glass half empty or half full? If we are in negativity mode, we see the glass as half empty. Anyone can see it's half empty. When we are feeling negative, we focus on what is missing and lament the lack of water in the glass. When we are feeling more positive, we see the glass is half full. Of course it is half full. Anyone can see that. We focus on what we desire and celebrate the presence of water. Then there are those who see it as completely full, all the time. These seemingly crazy people are not just positive. They are pathologically positive. 
Pathological positivity is an empowering mental supernormality that lifts us above the normal perception of reality. It is a higher level of thinking. We see the glass and our lives as completely full, even in the toughest situations. If you've enjoyed Live on Purpose Radio, then you will love Dr. Paul Jenkins' book on pathological positivity. Available now to order, visit pathologicalpositivity.com to get your copy today. That's pathologicalpositivity.com. Success in any endeavor does not happen by accident. Rather, it's the result of deliberate decisions, conscious effort, and immense persistence, all directed at specific goals. Gary Ryan Blair Well, Carol, you pointed something out to me during the break. I'm kind of a type one. <laughs> but you, yeah. At least I lead with that. You're, um, yes, you lead with a type one energy. So you have a natural gift to want to uplift people, to bring more hope to the world, that you see mm-hmm. things, the potential, the possibility. And you do believe right. it's possible. You, you just naturally bring that. And so mm-hmm. it's just in how you have redefined your career it's been more true to you now rather than the right. what the industry says you need to do it's what do i need to do to be true to me because i can't keep mm-hmm. doing this if i'm not true to me <laughs> right yeah and and it's not only that i see that as as being possible i see it as being essential right it really does drive me. Mm-hmm. And even the title of my book is Pathological Positivity. No, it's all over. I mean, I, mean, a... I met you. I'm like, oh. Oh, amazing. When, yeah, when something's gotta... working for you or when you're appreciating something, the word fun is used frequently. So even our language is very, um, you know, there's in, I teach a parent how to profile a child. And of course, this is applicable to adults too. And I mm-hmm. have other books for that. Um, but there's some very key assessment tools that we express this movement through. We express it through our body language. We express it in our physical features. We express it in our thought and feeling process and word choices. We express it in our behaviors and Mm -hmm. also in our personality. So, you know, most profiling systems are personality based. This is way beyond that. You know, you can profile Mm -hmm. many, I've met many mothers that have successfully profiled their babies in utero because of the movement that they feel. Right. And that, that word has come up a couple of times, movement. It's the movement of our being. It's the natural expression of us. It's nature before personality. And it's not, you're not just talking arms and legs moving around kind of thing, although that's included. Yeah, but it's an energy in our being. Right. And what happens to adults that get lost along the way is if your parents were not, uh, you know, they weren't informed at the time, they didn't have this system. So Mm -hmm. there was an inclination in the traditional parenting methodology is beyond do what I say, I'm the parent. You know, children right. are seen and not heard. You know, there's been a lot of stuff we're sort of, um, we're, we're leaving that era, fortunately. Um, but it's common that you were wounded in your childhood. And so you started to pick up these cues very early in life of this is okay, this isn't. So if what was natural for you was disciplined mm-hmm. and your parents disapproved of it, 
you would have developed personality traits that actually were not complementary to your true nature. Mm. You would have developed secondary kind of measures. Most people, well, we, all four energies are in us, so most people will default to their secondary energy type to kind of pull from that energy to develop mm-hmm. their personality. Interesting. And this is, you know, I love that I, you know, I've worked with adults with this methodology for close to a decade now. Um, the Child Whisperer, mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I can offer something now that helps parents avoid the wounding. And it's not right. intentional it's again. Like I call it accidental stuff. wounding. You're not wanting right. to, you know, shame your child for just being themselves, but a lot of parents are without knowing it. Mm-hmm. And this this makes the difference. It says, you know, I, I've got to approach this child differently because I'm shutting them down. Right. You know, they're losing themselves to accommodate me mm-hmm. so they don't get disciplined. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of signs that that could be happening. Oh, very much. Uh, in the child, but also in the conflict that can come up in Definitely. families and between parents and children. Yeah. So being sensitive to that and this idea of being the child whisperer. I rem- I'm thinking of the movie, The Horse mm-hmm. Whisperer, and how this, this horse whisperer just connected with these beautiful animals mm-hmm. and connected at a, at a level that other people seemed baffled by. Mm-hmm. But he was really just trying to to feel and sense who that mm-hmm. horse was. Yeah, and, and parents will say, I mean, I'm really grateful. I have a lot of um, excellent reviews on Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. We to date have over 235 star reviews on the book. And parents mm-hmm. over and over, you know, they say that the value of this is I can now, I have a sense of who my child is. Mm-hmm. And they're open to inspiration then. And that's what I love is that they're now aligned with that child's nature. They're able to receive inspirational guidance in the behalf of their child in the moment. Right. In the moment. What does my child need right now? Mm-hmm. And it's very exciting for parents. It's almost a little bit of a um, treasure hunt because you're like, Oh, I get to use these, you know, yeah. Uh, my child's having an upset. It's not suddenly not so defeating because you have a new way of dealing with it because yeah. you have this whole new understanding to go, okay, this is this child's nature. Why are they stressed right now? What are the key things that will help them? And I do teach you that. Right. I teach you some of the most key primary things each of the four types require and the takeaway for the adult is you need them too right doesn't matter if you've grown up (laughs) that's a sneaky way to get to the adults carol (laughs) (laughs) well every you know we all kind of started as children though but that's right there's a little wounded child in most adults so (laughs) and that's one thing i appreciated about your book too because there are some very practical ideas here it's it's not just philosophy and theory. No, and see, being a type three, I'm all about practical. You're That's very my world. driven and intentional, <laughs> aren't you? And it needs to be hands-on practical, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I, you know, I want to be able to give you something that you can put to use immediately. Right. And give it a try so you can see if it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want it to be useful immediately. I think one of the most helpful things about this whole conversation is that there are there are other ways to see things. We don't have to keep rolling with what's traditionally been programmed into our brain just because that's the way we're trained, taught, and educated. Mm-hmm. 
But there, there are other ways of seeing things. I mean, even as simple as what you just mentioned, my child is having an upset. Oh, well, this is a fascinating opportunity (laughs) to be the child whisperer. See if I can flip the, if I can make this, you know, bring them out of this. Yeah. Where most parents feel kind of dead ended and they just got to like get through it instead of seeing it as an opportunity. Well, and they'll see it as a challenge to their authority Mm -hmm. or they'll see it as evidence that they're not being a good parent or Mm -hmm. whatever those goofy thoughts are that we've been Mm -hmm. trained to think. Mm Mm-hmm through our life. And, and I've also noticed as I've worked with parents, they get it into their head that it's their job to make sure that their kids, whatever, I mean, fill in the blanks, make sure that they, mm-hmm. such a common theme. And it's so frustrating. And some of the things, see, again, if it's a type one child that's being made sure that they, you know, sit still for an hour doing their homework, mm-hmm. then it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That child needs 10, 15-minute increments, where the type 4 child, you don't hardly even tell them to do their homework. They look at you like, well, of course I do my homework, because that's what you do with homework. <laughs> I mean, they just have that kind it's, of it's mind that, where that they go, structured well, don't mind. you do homework? It's home, doing work at home, and you don't need to tell me to do. <laughs> so they're almost <laughs> insulted if you remind them. Right. So now you go, well, let me know if you need any help with your homework, because I'm sure you're aware that you need to do your homework. Yeah. It's a given. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. In their mind, they're like, why are you even telling me this? My little grandson, I love this story. He got mm. 105 on a test. And oh. he was really troubled because he only knew that you, you know, he didn't understand the extra five. <laughs> and then his mom said to him one day, well, I just think he, because he does do very, he's type four. And yeah. he's very good at tests and um, recall and doing well on tests. Yeah. And he, uh, his mother complimented him and he was sort of a little bit baffled because he just thought, well, isn't that what everybody does? Get a hundred percent. You know, it was just in his world. What else is there? You get a hundred percent because he's, you perfect things as a type four and his little type three brother, see, just, he'll succeed in a different, he'll succeed as much, but through a different door, kind of going through a different, from a different place. Right. This... uh, calls into question all kinds of things about how we've structured our school systems. Oh, that's for sure. Probably shouldn't get you going on that, but. Well, I'm a real grassroots, you know, reach the parents rather than go try and change the the systems. But I know parents Mm -hmm. are very proactive in the world today to, um, to honor their children first and not the systems. And that's why we see this huge growth in homeschooling and charter schools and, because parents want to be able to influence their child's experience in the learning mm-hmm. environment. And, and The Child Whisperer is a very popular read in all of mm-hmm. those worlds because mm-hmm. the parents in those worlds are very proactive. So right. it, they really, it resonates with them, what I'm sharing. Taking a higher level of responsibility for our own experience mm-hmm. and for the experience of our children. Mm-hmm. And that's, I've seen a trend in that direction as well. Mm-hmm. I think even people who choose to stay with a more traditional public school kind of a setting, yeah, yeah uh, that there's overall have... a higher level of, of awareness. Mm-hmm. And that they are, you know, attending their parent-teacher conferences and, right. and they're involved and it's all good. And you reading know? Carol's book. and <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> being conscious and aware. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I started my career as a school teacher. Right. I remember reading yeah, that. It was, mm-hmm. um, I'm a graduate of Brigham University in uh-huh. home economics, education, and family sciences. Oh, perfect. And I started my career teaching at Provo High School. 
Oh, there you go. Isn't that interesting? I've kind of come full circle with, you know, yeah. back into how do we um, support children, you know, right. and parents. And so. And all of that experience has, has contributed to where, where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, it was a beautiful, it was a really diverse degree and it really prepared mm-hmm. me for a lot of what I've done with my career and opportunities I've had. And, uh, and I've been a mother. There's no better learning oh. um, as you know, being a parent. Is I've never the, been a mother, Carol, but <laughs> I'll, but you qualify as a father mm-hmm. and being a parent. But that's a big change in our culture. Yeah, you know, in our era of being raised, fathers were sort of you know out of the house, where moms were the primary influence. Dads are very involved in their children's lives now. Right. It's just, it's just the way it's changed. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's, there's there's more equanimity in parenting. Yes, and thank heavens for that. Yeah. I think that that's helping our kids. Oh, very much. And there's other things that aren't helping so much, so let's get clear about what helps and what doesn't. Yeah. Carol, you're doing some good work. Well, thanks. How do our listeners find you, connect with you, follow you? Where would you send them? Well, The Child Whisper does have a a wonderful blog. I do have my own podcast. Go to thechildwhisper.com. Okay. And there's all kinds of great information on there. It's a wonderful resource podcasts and blog posts that complement the book. So that's the way they can connect with the things that you're doing and also get connected with your book. Of course, it's available on Amazon and Kindle Mm -hmm. and all those fun places Mm -hmm. as well. Yep. So we're talking about The Child Whisperer. Thechildwhisperer.com is a... And make sure you get the second ER at the end of that. Whisperer. (laughs) Right? That's right. Um, Carol is also the author of Remembering Wholeness, one of her better known books that came out long before The Child Whisperer. Yes, long before uh, a lot of what I teach in there was actually even considered teachable. (laughs) It was like a little bit ahead of its time, but it um, served a lot of people in their lives. I I hear more than any, any, the most common feedback I receive, and I'm very grateful for it, is remembering home, wholeness changed my life. Yeah. I hear that more than anything because it has touched a lot of lives. That's why we can't let this work go, oh. isn't it? And I'm, I'm aligning with you on that, Carol, because when I hear messages like that, I think, okay, not only am I on the right track, but I got to keep doing this. Well, you're having fun, aren't you? And I'm having fun. <laughs> and you're having fun, I can tell, and doing... A phenomenal job making a difference oh, in this you. world and Thanks in our families. Thank you for what you're doing. Everybody, connect with Carol Tuttle, thechildwhisperer.com. Look at the other things that she's doing because it may just change your life. Everybody go live on purpose. <laughs> <laughs>